0: Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 4, Episode 14, Unforgiven. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, when Snow and Charming return from their honeymoon, Maleficent, Ursula, and Cruella are waiting for them. They need two heroes to ask a magical tree how to stop Regina. (laughs) But when it doesn't work, Maleficent deduces that Snow is carrying the potential for great good or great darkness inside her. She's pregnant maleficent who is also pregnant tries to appeal to snow to work together but snow refuses to compromise who she is by working with a villain potentially making her child dark in storybrook charming intent on keeping his and snow's secret is on a war path with cruella and ursula and convinces emma that they are up to something when cruella and ursula steal a totem of maleficent's from gold's shop Rather than telling Emma, Charming takes it and goes with Snow down to the mines to dispose of Maleficent's ashes so Ursula and Cruella can't resurrect her. Snow and Charming played right into their hands and they are able to resurrect Maleficent with the blood of her enemies, Maleficent's now intent on making them suffer. Snow goes to Regina for help to keep their secret from Emma, revealing that she and Charming caused the loss of Maleficent's child. Roger, what do you think of this episode? Hello! Hello.
1: <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. It, it, it's very much the second episode of a season. Yeah. In fact, the only thing I really don't like about this is that I don't think they're going to have enough time to tell me all the things I want to be told in the ten episodes I got. But this was a good episode. It was a tight episode, too. It kind of really focuses around like four to five characters, which mm-hmm. I think where they really shine. Um, I, I really liked the, that we got the answer to the question a little bit. Me too. We didn't get everything. We know she did something terrible, though. And we know it involves Melissa's child. You?
0: Yeah, I wrote, way to go with the mystery. Slowly revealing things, but not showing us exactly what happened is great.
1: This feels more like how it was in season one.
0: Agreed. Um, I didn't like this one as much as the first one, but Mm. there's a lot of promise here. Um, And Cruella is a fucking delight in this episode. (laughs) Just delightful.
1: I... I have a very hard time believing that the people who wrote 4A wrote 4B.
0: It might not be the same people. They should look.
1: Showrunners. like It, it feels tonally completely different.
0: Agreed. Shall we start in the Enchanted Forest? Sure. Um, Snow- Actually, Snow has some really good... We're, we're kind of back to Snow having excellent delivery of lines here. I love when they walk back and she's like, I thought I told the dwarves not to put Sleepy on guard duty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny because they haven't felt like a big part of the show in a bit. Mm-hmm. Like really, three B and four A, they felt like background characters, and yeah, now I they agree. feel important again.
0: Yeah. Um. And Maleficent, Cruella, and Ursula are there, and they want some help. Uh, Cruella just like endlessly hits on Charming. She thinks that he is so attractive, and Charming looks deeply uncomfortable every time it occurs.
1: I mean, he obviously knows that women find him attractive. That can't be the big shock to him. I think it's the fact that Cruella is so brazen about yeah, what she says. Totally. And it's funny because Snow doesn't. Snow doesn't react in a way that you would kind of expect a show like this to react, which is stop hitting on my man. She just kind of like ignores it. it, it like Hook, for example, when he he's hitting on Snow. Charming wants to beat his ass every time. Snow's just like, yeah, whatever.
0: No. I, I mean. I think the way that he he looks so uncomfortable. Like I think she's just like, well, clearly this is not an issue.
1: <laughs> he is uncomfortable. Well and she never stops. Like even in the present, she's constantly
0: uncomfortable. Constant. Constant.
1: It's great. Corella is a delight. That is the exact word to describe her.
0: I also liked Maleficent's magic is black.
1: Which I think we've only seen with Pan. Yeah. Yeah. When Pan dies, his magic is black. I think maybe even when he turns into Peter Pan it might be black. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has used like bl- like black smoke is not usually a thing you see often. Uh,
0: uh-uh. yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. Maleficent's cool.
1: <laughs> her dress also was fantastic. That'll yeah. be in top costumes.
0: It fits her perfectly, and I like how much it looks like the Maleficent that we know, but is also a little bit different.
1: Yeah, there's a mod. It's like a modern, throwback. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Except not modern because it's still like an old timey dress yes. with a corset. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Maleficent's movement is also so creepy. Like when she just kind of like appears, or it's almost, it actually is less like she appears. It's almost like she like moves very quickly. Like you can't even see it. Like
1: she's slithering.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Like a reptile.
1: But she doesn't, I mean, it's so like the snow queen had that awkward movement, you know, where she zombie snapped up one time. We were like, nope, don't yeah, like that. that was weird. This is much more Like She almost moves like Rumple, but she isn't like Rumple because she's not as deliberate. It is interesting. Yeah. They do a good job. Maleficent, Corella. They they seem to be really locked in on their characters. Like I know who these people are after two episodes. Corella is just cruel. She's mean as shit. It's funny. She's brazenly gonna hit on a man in front of everyone that doesn't care. Maleficent, just you know, dark, tortured soul. The only one I don't understand really is Arsla. I still convinced yeah. by her.
0: I I mean I think I I think some of the other mysteries that will get revealed. It seems. That what Maleficent wants is probably related to this child. I would agree with that. But we still don't really know what Cruella or Ursula want.
1: Also, I like that Ursula has real beef with Hook. Yeah. That was a nice little... They didn't tell us much. All they said was, Hook, and well, she looks disgusted.
0: And it was very clearly... Because I think Emma might have might have been implying like, oh, did you like have a thing with her? And it, like, like, it's very her. clear that that's not what it is. Uh, I would not agree with that.
1: At first, it feels like the way that a jilted lover would react. Like, you dogged her. It could absolutely have been that like he slept with her and didn't call.
0: I think that she... Her reaction could be interpreted that way, but I don't think that his could. No, his is not that yeah. way.
1: His, but he looks... Much more, uh, like, no, what I did was much more Yeah, terrible. it yeah. was bad. Yeah.
0: Um, so we kind of learned this thing, which I'm not sure how I feel about, that babies are a blank slate, so are neither heroes nor villains. Do you have a problem with that? Unborn, Unborn fetuses. That's I don't know that fun. I have a problem with it. I just, it's kind of like a very big new thing that is new.
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Like, it's it's like a new magical concept that we, like, haven't really talked about before. And, and this magical tree knows it to be true. And apparently Snow and Charming just, like, really got, really got to it on that honeymoon.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because they never slept together before they were married.
0: I mean, I think that they did. You're the one that said that you thought that they didn't.
1: In the the storybook, I don't think they slept together.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I, don't they even make the joke and then like, yes. is there something you have to tell me? Um though admittedly they didn't have a lot of time together yeah no it um i don't i don't really have a problem with it because it's kind of alluding towards the whole savior and rumple making her the savior like she was a blank slate so i mean it kind of aligns with what we know
0: i think the thing that i am struggling with here is like isn't that sort of just like they're sort of talking about it like it's this like huge magical thing and i guess like their child is the product of true love so will be special in some way either really good or really bad like that's just kind of true whenever you have a baby like however you raise that baby (laughs)
1: yeah but there's 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 swings right so like yeah, as a coach, right, there's going to be a kid where, like, you might be an, a slightly above average or slightly below average, but, like, who really gives a shit? You're a C-plus or a C-minus. And then you have the kid who could be an A-plus and the kid who could be an F. That's the one that is important because that could be, like, Emma is either going to be the greatest hero or the greatest villain. That feels significantly more important than random villager number three's kid who, That's true. you know, so That's there true. is a level of, like, there's there's levels to this.
0: I also love the scene with Snow and Maleficent.
1: But By themselves?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess Charming's there, but he's asleep. He's not. <laughs> <right>. Did <laughs> um, she put him under her sleeping clothes? I think that she has like a, kind of like, you know, like how they use the sleeping powder on the giant. Yeah. I think that she can like, she has a spell that does that. Like so what it's Regina not like, does in Neverland. It's not like permanent sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the knockout. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they don't don't use that more often. Maybe, well, I don't know why Regina doesn't, but maybe other people don't know how to do it.
1: But, like, Maleficent could have used that on the guards.
0: I know. That's what I said. Why didn't she use it on the guards on the bridge?
1: I think it was Prince. She was standing on business.
0: (laughs) It also, like, would have been faster, I think. Because her whole thing was, like, we don't have time to talk to them again. It's like... Bitch, you just turned into a dragon and, like, circled the skies and then came down like a hellbat and blew fire at them. Like, I think it would have been faster to just wave your hand and have them fall asleep.
1: (laughs) Remember how last episode we were talking about pettiness? Yeah. This is how Maleficent gets petty. I see. (laughs) You burned to death.
0: (laughs) Um, The scene with Snow and Maleficent is the thing that I like so much about this show. Like, Maleficent seems so evil. Like... And it is... I, I'm not saying that she's not evil, but she does, like, want to do something good, and it's for selfish reasons, and that's fine. Well, I don't know
1: that I agree with well, selfish. Well, I mean,
0: it's not selfish, selfish, as in... She she doesn't care about saving the whole kingdom, no. but she, she's, she cares about protecting her child, which is not selfish in that it's... But it's, like, about her realm. And sure. Snow... Snow's response is fascinating. Like, when Maleficent asks her... You would be willing to risk your entire kingdom just so that your child can be a hero. And Snow sort of deflects and is like, well, I don't see it that way. But Well, she's confident they're going to win. Yeah.
1: Well, that is a thing that is consistent with her. She constantly makes dumbass decisions based on the belief that, well, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, we're going to risk the entire town because we're going to save Regina. But if it's wrong, we all die. Yeah. Like, she actually is almost always making the wrong call. She gets away with it. But it's the wrong call about every single time. And Maleficent's right. You're going to risk the entire kingdom to make sure that your kid is a hero.
0: Well, especially because she didn't even ask what Maleficent had in mind.
1: Well, she doesn't care.
0: But, like, it might not be sinister.
1: I think Snow White believes the act of helping a sinister per- person is sinister.
0: Yeah. At this
1: point. She's very much like her mother at this point. She's self-righteous. She yeah. believes that villains get what they deserve. And only a hero. She, you know, like, So she's like, no, I won't team with you. Because that's really what she says. Yeah. I won't work with you. Which is like, goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good thing when you see characters kind of crossing into the gray. Snow White is a fundamentally good person who will do bad things. Maleficent is a fundamentally bad person, as we see in this episode when she just, you know, napalms the guards. <laughs> but everyone can relate to defending one's child and doing whatever the hell yeah. it would take to do it. Like, that's admirable. Like, Rumpel. Rumpel does bad things for a good reason. All the time. It, it, this is where it's interesting because I think there's there's an argument on both sides. Like I don't agree with Snow, but I understand her point. Yeah, and yeah, left since I'd be like, I wouldn't trust you, but I think your point is noble.
0: Well, and I mean, it, a story is always more interesting even if the villain is bad mm-hmm. when they're not just a cardboard villain that has no motivations or like. He's like, I don't even really. I think in Sleeping Beauty, she's mad that she didn't get invited to the baby shower.
1: I thought in Sleeping Beauty she's in love with Philip.
0: I think that's the story that they produce in the show, but I don't know, man. I think she's mad that she didn't get invited.
1: Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Ooh, that's bad.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So some more more character development there is nice.
1: I feel like, or just creating a character at that point. Yeah.
0: Um. Any other thing else in the Enchanted Forest before we move to Storybrooke?
1: The tree knocking them back was shocking. Yeah. Because I think that's the first instance that I can recall of them being rejected as heroes.
0: Especially so violently, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like if the, if the child is kind of like an unknown quantity, it should have been more like, like a, eh. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's what I thought.
0: Rather than like, get away from me, villain. Yeah. Um. Oh, you're
1: right. As revenge for not being invited, she curses the princess. Yeah, they
0: really. Also, it wasn't the fucking princess's fault that she didn't get invited. She was a baby. Oh.
1: <laughs> you know, I understand why women used to really get frustrated about their motivations in media because, like, that just makes women seem crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, it's a also a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, but.
1: <laughs> Jeez, uh, though.
0: Like, can we have just a
1: little, a little bit of a deeper motivation than I did get an invite to the party? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Storybook, We kind of we start with Snow's dream. We haven't opened with a dream in a while. I
1: feel like last time we got that was when Charming had his dream with Emma.
0: Yeah, maybe
1: in the tower. I want to say.
0: Yeah. Yes, I think that's right. Um. They did a really good job in this episode. The number of times that I've said to myself, what did they do <laughs> during this episode was so, so many. You know what I immediately flashed you? What's in the box? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> What's in the
1: box? They did a great job of hyping up like what they must have done. For them to be tormented, Like that is doing more with less. Charming can't sleep. Charming always has. He sleeps well. He has a great conscience.
0: The what? only time we've seen him not sleeping is when he was worried about having a baby and being a bad father
1: exactly so this must be on that level of oh shit what is it that questions you to your soul like this
0: well and what is getting them to say shit like all that matters is that we get them the hell out of this town before anyone else learns what we did I know why are
1: they so desperate Was one of my <laughs> questions desperate
0: I, souls here
1: I do wish they had touched on this throughout the series like it doesn't have to go into depth It could have just yeah. been like yeah everyone makes mistakes we're certainly not perfect but we generally try to do the right thing and then kind of over time we'd have been like alright what is it that that thing they were referencing and then we could have come to this as opposed to whoa this came out of nowhere Yeah. or even you know like um, you remember the scene in the first episode of 3 where he goes to fillet the bitch and snow glares I think a quick thing of let's not make that mistake again would Uh have been like a nice tease for this Yeah.
0: Um, and then we move to Granny's Uh, not everyone is excited about Ursula and Cruella being here Granny won't make them a drink
1: um, yeah. So while I get what they were going for with this, I have to admit the visual image of an old white woman refusing to serve a black woman did not come counter. off all yeah. of that great,
0: in my opinion. In a town that has no black people? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that's what they were going... It just evoked memories yeah. of segregation in my brain. I was like, ooh. Now, luckily is there, so it's not... But it did have that same feel of, like, you don't belong here, boy. Yeah. Um, and it was for interesting reasons, too. I mean, like, it's 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 almost like trying to justify, it. like, well, it's okay because they're bad people. I'm like, yeah, but this town is filled with bad people. Like, damn.
0: Well, yeah, and, like, your mayor and your sheriff decided that, like, these women helped you. Like, for all they know, like, does Granny even know them?
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I assume that everyone is aware of who everyone is.
0: Well, and especially Cruella is interesting. I mean, I don't know how they're. Cruella's formu- not really
1: from their land.
0: Well, right. I like. Yeah. I'm not really sure how they're formulating this, but like in even in like traditional Disney, like she's Cruella's from the real world. There's yeah. no magic. Like, yeah. yeah. And Ursula's
1: more of a myth than a person. Right. That they would have interacted. I mean, with.
0: when Snow Snow was like Ursula is a myth. Like Ariel was surprised that Ursula. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Because even Regina was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, let's just assume that, like, their deeds, whatever. We're ignoring that part. Yeah, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best staging.
0: Can we also talk about how Ursula and Cruella are ordering alcohol, like, in the middle of the day?
1: (laughs) Well, technically, Cruella's ordering alcohol in the middle of the day. That's true. Ursula's probably just drinking coffee, and Cruella wants some gin. (laughs)
0: Love that Granny serves gin. Where do you think they're staying? That also would have been way more interesting. Like, maybe there was a cut. Like, maybe they did something horrible at the inn where they're staying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe Granny was like, What the fuck is wrong with you two? I mean, I
1: assume Gold's place. Because Belle doesn't live there. Yeah. Yeah, probably Gold's place. That's what I would assume.
0: Uh, Although, I don't know. I mean, maybe she does. She has taken over the shop that was Gold's. Which. I guess. No, I, I'm I mean either. there's an apartment above the library that might be where she's living. That makes but, sense. But but like if she's taking over the shop, maybe she's taking over his house. Also, what do you mean she doesn't live there? They're married. That marriage is a sham. Well, I, <laughs> sure, but like they were married for a time and surely lived in the same house, which was Mister Gold's house. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I feel like at the point though, where you kicked him out, that was ground. That's a divorce, and you don't get to keep his stuff.
0: You get to keep half the stuff. <clears throat> Why? Did did he make her sign a prenup?
1: There was not even witnesses. If we're going there,
0: <laughs> that marriage isn't even
1: legal. In which case, you have nothing. It's
0: true, one witness. That's yeah,
1: it. one witness doesn't make it valid. Yeah, um, I'm also surprised she's running the shop.
0: Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that she. It makes sense to me that Belle would find kind of delight Comfort. in cataloging um, things and helping people find things that belong to them. Um, and she also is clearly still working in the library, so Belle yeah. has two jobs now.
1: Belle keeps busy.
0: Although the library probably doesn't, I mean, they it would be pretty easy for to get people to check out their own books. Like I think she goes in and like shelves books is yeah. what she does. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and like lo- un- locks and unlocks it during opening hours. No, that's real. <sighs> um, and then they go into Gold Shop and they know exactly what they're looking for. Hold
1: on, before we go into that, they. Make a point. And this is a thing that Carilla does throughout the entire episode, which is what I love about her. She's very good at identifying a thing that's going to hurt you in doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: She's expert level at that. And Regina walks in with Henry. And immediately she tells a story of something dastardly that Regina did in front of Henry. Purely because they know that they, she does not want Henry to hear that story. And Regina, of course, immediately is like, you do that again. I'm going to... I don't know if she threatens to kill him, or threaten to expel them.
0: She she threatens to throw them out.
1: Yeah. I doubt she would probably just throw them out. Like, she looked enraged. Um, I think
0: that she would do something that would hurt Corolla equally, like burn her coat. I
1: don't think she could hurt Corolla as much as Corolla can hurt her. Fair. Um, But one of the the things that I love, the the line, is she's like, faster than you can say, costume jewelry. These are blood diamonds, I'll have you know. (laughs) She's very proud of that fact.
0: (laughs) Disturbing. Most
1: people would be ashamed of the fact that they have blood diamonds, and she's that's like a badge of honor to her.
0: I think part of something that I really like about Corella's character is obviously she has like a magical power and she's quite ridiculous. I mean, she has ridiculous hair, she has like she's ridiculous, but also she's a bit of an everyday villain too,
1: (laughs) with no fucks to give. Yeah, we haven't gotten that since Pan. She Uh -uh. is just ruthless to everyone. Yeah, she's indiscriminately cruel. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, She's going great. back to as you were saying,
0: I don't even remember. Oh, oh they, go they go into, go into the Gold shop. shop and they they knew exactly what they were looking for. So I un I mean not unclear. Clearly, this was Rumple's plan that they are executing, but they don't ever like say that, which is fascinating. No,
1: it's very clear it's Rumple's plan. Um, also,
0: I mean uh, he must have told them where the thing was. Not only
1: did I tell him tell him, I'm pretty sure that the. Ursula going, in, or not Ursula, Cruella going in and saying those things to Belle was Rumple's idea. Yeah. Because they knew exactly, again, how to hurt Belle.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's fair.
1: And she doesn't even consider the fact that they must have been there to steal something because she's too busy being, you know, enraged.
0: Well, I don't think that's true because as soon as they leave, she calls Emma and says that something is missing.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, at the moment, like yeah. she, at the, you know, she does realize that like, they probably were here for something. Did they, did she sell them something?
0: No. Uh... Cruella's cover story was that she wanted a hood ornament for her car, and Belle said that she would check the inventory to see if they had anything, and then they left.
1: Do I feel like had she bought something, that might have kind of thrown off suspicion a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Henry and Regina meet up yeah. at uh, the mayor's office to look in, look at the book.
1: I think this conversation was very well done. This whole scene was really done. I agree.
0: Well done. I mean, I love them working together in general. Um, we get a nice little hint, because when he's looking through the book, we kind of see August. And that was kind of a reminder to us as viewers, too. Like, oh, yeah, August does know something about his book. Well, August does. Right. Yep. August does, but Pinocchio doesn't. I
1: also think we get a very good insight into Regina's feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think in many ways, and we'll talk about... We we talked about this in the deep dive in my thoughts on Regina and how it ultimately goes down. But it is impressive that that's the closest to happiness she's ever gotten
0: yeah i think it's interesting that she doesn't mention daniel yeah i I mean it was a long time ago and it didn't turn out well and she's kind of like moved on well and also
1: kind of like my fear with this season was that like when you're in a bad situation anything can look good and i wonder like she loves daniel but it was mostly i just want to escape this life Uh so like it was is less about being happy with him and just not being with Cora, whereas like she's not miserable right now, so like being with Robin was making her like actually happy uh-huh.
0: yeah, sometimes I wonder if I'll ever be as happy as I was when it was just you, me Robin, and Roland.
1: yeah, I mean that's that's like the first family she's ever been a part of
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of sad
1: I mean, it also explains though her unhinged nature,
0: yeah, I mean she loses it. Um, in when they bring Pinocchio in. Oh,
1: yeah. And, like, her hair looks unhinged. Like, yeah. she looks... And it's funny because it's the same level of unhinged that Rumple has when he loses Bay, when uh, Neil is basically... kind of goes unhinged when he tries to yeah. get back. Like, all of them had that same level of desperation when it's like, I will do whatever the fuck I need to to get back to my family. And it usually forces... And it ends up leading them to do things they probably wouldn't otherwise do.
0: Well, and I think, like, if she thought about it logically, like, it makes sense that he doesn't remember... Like, it, like could you imagine how traumatic it would be to be, like, an eight-year-old boy and have memories of being, like, a stubbled, leather-wearing, my motorcycle-riding, Phuket-going gentleman in your head?
1: Is that more terrifying than being chased down by a whale trying to eat you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Not just chased down, being inside a whale. They are actually inside the whale.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather be August. <laughs> I don't like either option. I'm going to be honest with you.
0: No, I, I just like having no, those thoughts right. in your head as an eight-year-old. Like, all of, like that's a lot of emotions that you, yeah. like, wouldn't know how to deal with. Um,
1: if they're still there, could Archie have pulled them out via therapy like he does The Charming? I
0: don't know. That would be interesting. Like, hypno- hypnosis. Well, and also, like, imagine
1: Pinocchio having to face all of the things that August did.
0: Yeah. That, too. Yeesh. Uh, all you need to do is concentrate or th- and think, or is that head of yours still made of wood? Damn, Regina. What a thing to say to an eight-year-old.
1: Damn, Regina. Damn, Gina. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like, at that point, everyone kind of, like, cringes. Yeah. Henry's like, Mom, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I think Emma's there, and Emma's like, okay, maybe enough. Yeah. Pinocchio's dad, Geppetto's pissed. Pinocchio's kind of like... He's not crying, but he's definitely like, I'm sorry, I don't know. And Regina's just fucking losing it.
0: Well, and it's also... When you consider the fucking shit that they put on this poor goddamn kid. um, And I guess... Does he remember, like, finding Emma? As a a kid? Mm Because he only remembers, like, being a wooden boy and, like, the whale. He's
1: basically just Pinocchio. He's not little boy August who came through...
0: Okay. Um, Because... How, how like, that be selfless, brave, and true, like, he wants to help so badly, and he's like, I'm so sorry, I, like, just don't remember. Like, I can tell that this is important, but I don't remember. he's also scared,
1: because the condition is that he doesn't get to stay up, so it's like, he's probably terrified, like, what we saw in his origin story, where if he doesn't, then he's gonna go back to being a wooden boy. Yeah,
0: he's probably in his head being like, is it lying if I don't remember?
1: (laughs) Good job, Blue! (laughs) you made an eight-year-old or, what, a ten-year-old oh, quiver in his boots.
0: Because
1: um, you're the real villain.
0: So back to Charming convinces Emma that they can't have lunch and instead have to chase after the Queens of Darkness because they are shady. And Emma's like, all right. And then they pull them over for, like, basically no cause. And Charming searches the car and he somehow like found that secret compartment like instantly
1: no he, he was looking around for a little bit he was definitely digging around okay. that place, yeah
0: um but he i feel like he just like he just like pokes it hard and then well moment. he
1: bangs on it he kind of like thinks about like how would a villain hide something uh-huh. so he kind of has an idea cuz he'd been searching up and they kind of make it look like they've been waiting like all right like you haven't found my drugs yet
0: and then he palms it and and tells Emma that there's nothing
1: yeah, this is another one where it was like a instance of small town, cricket cop, pulls over a person of color, decides to search their... Like, I know that's not what they're going for, but they evoked a lot of those things. I was like, yeah. ooh, this is... It's not good. Not- it's a good thing Cruella's in this scene. Yeah. I'm going to be honest and with you. And it's Cruella's car. Hey, well, yeah, that's driving. what I mean. Like, if this is just Ursula, this looks way worse.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, I feel like Extreme Logical Leap charming sees the thing and he's like well this belongs to maleficent obviously and they're gonna use it to resurrect maleficent which is a thing that can happen Well, that's
1: the top of her staff
0: it's not the top of her staff
1: but it's the exact same it's i mean it's it's similar it's a small replica i can see how
0: you might like be like this belongs to maleficent but i don't know how you instantly jump to oh we're gonna resurrect they're gonna resurrect maleficent how like how would you know that that's a thing
1: i wouldn't have guessed resurrection i would have guessed Maleficent is involved like somehow because this looks like Maleficent yeah the jump to resurrection is where you're like uh what
0: yeah and they just instantly know where she is and they gotta go get her ashes well that makes sense that they know where she is I mean I'm sure Hooks or Regina said something about it or Emma um yeah Emma fought her well but the ashes are from when Hook fought her
1: uh well the ashes are from when Emma fought her and then she came back real quick to fight Hook and then went back down there again
0: yeah yeah. Maleficent special, apparently.
1: Yeah. I also like that they call that out when Emma's like, Isn't that the dragon I fought? And is it like, you mean the zombie monster I fought? It's like, oh that's right, we've seen you twice, both times got defeated quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird to see Snow and Charming be so conniving.
0: Yeah. Because they're not very
1: good at it. I mean, no. God, the scene outside the diner where they have the spelunking equipment.
0: They say they're going for a hike.
1: With spelunking apparently. equipment? Apparently, yeah. And Emma can, even Emma, whose lie detector basically doesn't work, is like, "Yeah, that's not what this is." What do
0: you even need spelunking equipment for? Like, you can just climb a mountain in a wedding dress. Like, it's no big deal. Mm,
1: that's only from, if you're from Arendelle oh. or Belle. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though I'm sure Snow could do it.
0: Um, <laughs> Cruella wakes them up by cutting their hands, which I think is amazing. Like and they're kind of like, "What the fuck?" And then Maleficent starts to rise. Hold on.
1: Time. When you saw Rumple give her that knife, I was like, "Oh, some shit's about to go down."
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, "What is she gonna do with that?"
1: It's Cruella. <laughs> Anything was on the table here.
0: It's true. Um, I also love when Maleficent rises from the ashes. The looks of sheer delight on Ursula and Cruella's faces, and
1: terror on Charming yeah. and Snow's faces.
0: They're like, "Fuck, yeah!"
1: It's funny that they are actually Regina in this episode. They're their own worst enemy. They, Maleficent wouldn't be back had they left well enough alone.
0: Yeah. I also did think it was interesting, actually, that Maleficent kind of, she villain monologues a little yeah. bit here. Mm-hmm. And she's taking a real Regina attack. Like, oh, yeah. my delight is your suffering forever. Reminding
1: me of the Heart of Darkness when she pulls out and goes, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let you yeah. suffer. Um, But you actually... So in that one, it felt like Regina was in the wrong. And in this one, I'm kind of like, if you did what we think you might have done, this might be on you, Snow.
0: Well, and it actually seems like... So this is, interestingly, like, different from Regina. While this will bring Maleficent delight, I actually don't think this is Maleficent's happy ending or, like, what she's working with Cruella. Like, there's something something else. This is what I would say with Rumpel.
1: It's a bonus. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you take revenge and you spend time chasing it, that's not going to help you. If you're actually chasing the thing you're looking for and then you happen to stop off for a little side detour, yeah, okay, whatever, you're fine. I think that's what this is for Maleficent.
0: Well, and even if she doesn't do anything, yeah. Charming and Snow are, <laughs> are just going to be tortured by this idea for a long time.
1: Though, so, I feel like if this has been torturing them to that degree, this should have been torturing them the whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, and then they, after this experience, they decide they're going to tell Emma. They're like, this is bad. They resurrected Maleficent. Like, this is not good. This is bad news. Um,
1: Which is supposed to be done as like a noble thing, but it feels like confessing to your mom that you're going to, you've been lying right before the principal's going to call. Yeah. This isn't really for noble reasons.
0: And then (laughs) they walk in on Emma and Hook having a conversation about Ursula. And just stood there? (laughs) I know. I loved Emma's delivery of like... Uh snow says, sorry we didn't want to interrupt. And Emma's like, so you just awkwardly stood there and watched? Next time, Next time interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um uh-uh. uh, And like she literally tells Hook, Of course not. My parents would never lie to me. And Snow and Snow just and Charming rolls with it when Snow like sticks to the lie. He doesn't even flinch.
1: I feel like that one thing I don't like when shows do is they always position it that like, oh, I know they would never do this to me, right, as they're obviously doing the thing that you think that they're never going to do. Also, I would buy this if their relationship had been more than a year. But like Emma Snow and Charming aren't so close that you can believe that they would never lie to you. They're not that close yet.
0: I, I, although to some degree, because they don't know each other that well, part of Emma's like feelings about them are related to their myth as heroes that's fair um like heroes never lie heroes always do the right thing um like she would have that in her brain
1: so but i feel like the statement then should have been well the prince charming and snow white they would never lie Mm -hmm. that to me is believable because you're right the myth of who they are as people would imply they would always do the right thing them as your parents i mean like mary margaret would never lie but Mary Margaret and David Nolan did lie to you mm-hmm. when they were having an affair. So you know they're capable of lying to you. That's true. Yeah. Just uh, an odd way they phrase that. Well,
0: and Hook and Emma are having kind of a interesting... That's
1: a good parallel, I think, that they did, though. Yeah. Though I think the difference is that I think Snow and Charming were wrong for lying to Emma about this. I do not think Hook owes her a goddamn no. thing. I,
0: I I think that she... I actually like where she comes yeah. to, which is like... You just didn't don't need lie. to lie. Like, you could have just said, like, we have a history and I, like, don't want to talk about it. Or
1: he could have said, like he said before, it's none of your business. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the discussion at that point. Now, yeah. he's probably afraid that she's going to leave him, which is, oh, you have to be willing to risk that possibility. But he would have been right in saying, it's my business, not yours. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I think of all people, Emma should be able to understand that.
0: Yeah. And I, I and, and she seems to. Like, yeah. she gets there in the end.
1: Though um, I wonder, did she only get there because she's also being lied to by her parents? So it's like, but she doesn't think deal. her
0: parents are lying to her.
1: But, well, she did, and then yeah. she believed that they couldn't Maybe. do that.
0: I mean, she kind of realizes that she always has this tendency to think the worst in people, and I think that she realizes that the reason that Hook was lying was not because he like has something sinister planned, but because he feels embarrassed about yeah, it. He's
1: ashamed. Um, Whereas, like, she ends up getting gaslit by her parents, yeah, accidentally. But
0: well, and I also think it's like. It would be fair if, like, something were happening with Ursula and she was like, you don't have to tell me what it is, but, like, does it have anything to do with what's happening right now? Because if it's that, you have to tell me.
1: Is it relevant to the crisis (laughs) at hand?
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, And I think, I think he would at that point.
1: Um, I don't ever know with Hook. I mean, to be fair, he's so inconsistent as a person, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um... Okay, we have two pieces that we haven't talked about. Regina going to talk to Geppetto.
1: Good character growth for Regina here. I
0: thought this was great. I think, yeah. like, she she so genuinely says that she's sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she does the right thing, like, he helps her.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't think she went there...
0: No, she didn't. For... I don't think she thought that he had anything. Yeah,
1: it was, it was... She genuinely went there for an apology, which is the right thing to do, and then was rewarded for that, but didn't expect a reward right.
0: for that. Well, and interestingly, I, I'm Geppetto's character is really difficult to suss out because um, I like I also don't know that he was like purposely withholding things. I think it like didn't even occur to him to be nice to Regina until she was nice to him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like,
0: yeah. I like I don't think he was like, oh, I have this stuff and it, like probably would help. He probably was just like, oh, I like completely forgot about it.
1: I and don't think he, she thinks about. I don't think he thinks about that. He doesn't like her. So it's not right. like a concern of his, yeah. And so like, why would I do something sweet for the woman who forced me to sit my boy through a wardrobe? I mean, like, you're the evil queen.
0: I really wish, you said this, like somebody finally brings it up, this up and I wish that that person had not been Regina. Because she's kind of like the only person that isn't allowed to be The only
1: about. person that you can take the moral <laughs> high ground with yeah. is Regina. But like, there definitely need to be someone who was like, you also can't talk. You lied and screwed. Like, Emma should have been the one to bring this up. Like, you screwed me too. Like, screwed, she did this.
0: And you screwed everybody.
1: Yeah. Like, Snow could have gone with me if it wasn't for you. So, like, don't like Regina made some mistakes. So did you. That would have been much better than Regina bringing it up. And now it's just two yeah. kind of shitty people throwing barbs at each other.
0: And then the last scene we get is between Regina and Snow. I loved this scene.
1: Oh. Sorry. Before we go to that, to keep Corella consistent, is there a problem, Officer Chiselchin? <laughs> and again, even though he's the cop step out of the vehicle. He's so uncomfortable.
0: I was actually, I feel like they should have been suspicious that Cruella pulled over. It is like incredibly not in Cruella's character to pull over. Cruella runs from the police. I mean, I recognize that they're like trying to be good and like pretending. But like, I feel like instinct would kick in and Cruella would be like, we do not pull over for police
1: officers. I think that is typically true. <laughs> but if you were trying to convince the yeah. heroes, probably running from the police is going to yeah. And also, they were trying to make Charming and Snow seem crazy. Yeah, So totally. But you're right. Her instinct is, they can't catch me. Yeah. You never take me down, Kappas!
0: Um, okay, so
1: this Snow goes amazing. to
0: Regina. Regina starts with, <laughs> should have known fish sticks and pound puppy were here for more than a second chance. <laughs> Why does Regina
1: always have the best lines? It's
0: amazing. Um, I wanted so much more of this scene. Like, I feel like the way that Snow is kind of... They're kind of, like, appealing to each other as mothers. It's kind of cheesy, but I actually really like when they have someone making, like, profound statements. And then we get these, like, flashes of other people around the town. I don't know why those are good, but I like them. Um, are you talking
1: about the fact that uh, Rumple was shown?
0: Well, we see Rumple. We see Henry finding the page yeah. that says author on it. Um we get maleficent shaking the rattle which Yeah made that me reveal cry. was
1: like oh no cuz at this point we still didn't know, didn't what, know what they had done like cuz this could have been like stole her boyfriend or trapped her like she was yeah. the reason that she got trapped then when you see the rattle and you're like oh no this is so much worse than i imagined This
0: is so personal When i
1: watched this live i was like oh my god this is fucked up beyond all belief yeah.
0: Snow has also gone, like, down a real dark path in her brain. Like, she's finally starting to open up, speaking of Emma. If she learns the truth, she'll lose faith in us, and it could send her tumbling down a dark path.
1: That is the only part of this scene I didn't care for. I,
0: and I actually understand why Snow, fe- like, thinks that. Like, they're, they're spiraling. Like, they learn this information. Yeah. They, like...
1: But yeah. why would Emma spiral?
0: I, I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. But I, I kind of, I like, if Snow was told that their child has the potential for great darkness. Sure. Like, I can see why she would jump here. But I agree. Like, I think this is, like, why would we just instantly assume it was Savior?
1: I also would buy this if Emma were Henry's age in first season. Where, like, your faith in your parents is yeah. going to be much more critical to who you are as a person. But, like, Emma's 30 damn near by now. Yeah. You really think she's going to be broken because you did a horrible thing in the past? She's had her heart broken. She's dealt with terrible people. She stood up to Regina, who it was a terrible per. I, I don't know. Like, again, though, this is kind of why I said, had this been like Henry, this kind of makes more sense. I'm supposed to believe like a 29 year old soul is in danger.
0: Yeah. And I
1: don't even like the Emma character, but like even I think she's got more resilience than this. Yeah.
0: I did like that snow opened with like, I couldn't keep a secret and now I need to ask you to keep one. And Regina moved, she just moves closer and she's instantly like, what is it? And, and you know what? Regina's not going to tell anybody. No. <laughs> 100% Regina will tell no one.
1: I wonder if this brought Regina a little bit of joy. Maybe. Like not in like the, I'm going to revel in this, but like you know what? Even Snow White makes mistakes like this. Because like killing Cora, my Snow may have regretted it. Every single person would tell you Cora needed to die. But this was just selfish behavior for your own needs. Like this was not. I had to do it.
0: Well, and for the reason of if like Snow is happy. Snow found her happy end. Well, she's clearly not happy right now. But in general, Snow has found her happy ending. And if if she can have done something terrible. Like, maybe, maybe I'm going to be okay. So there's
1: two ways to read that. There's that, or, now I understand Rumpel's point a little bit more. Maybe it doesn't matter how awful the heroes are. They just win. Yeah. May no, and maybe if you're Regina, you go, it doesn't matter how good I am. I'm a villain. I lose. Yeah. There's two ways you can read that.
0: Anything else before we move on to favorite moments?
1: Uh, I want to talk about the final narration. Jennifer Goodwin was amazing in this scene. Like she so, was, good. so good. But the actual act of her narrating the talk about trust and the bonds you break, while Rumple kind of steps out of the darkness, is watching his old shop, sees Belle, smiles, sees Will, and is immediately crushed. And then he steps back into the darkness. Which, he didn't say a word. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, Beautiful. He, Body language told me everything I need to know in that scene.
0: I think that... It, it makes me wonder, like, is he trying, is his, because we still don't really know what, like, as you said, like, what his happy ending is or what he wants the author to do. Yeah. And it seems like Belle is part of that equation. And I don't know if he, like, thought that she would wait for him. Like, wait for what? I don't know. Um, But he was shocked that she was kissing another man.
1: I, I think he was hoping. And now, because, I mean... He's done terrible things. He cast yeah. her out before, and then she still loved him. So maybe he thought. I think now he probably accepts that it's over. Yeah. Like much like you always think that Emma has accepted her role as a savior. I think Rumple has accepted it's over. Like yeah. Rumbel is dead. Rumbel dead. And I say hallelujah. All right.
0: Um, I have two favorite moments. I, also I two. guess one of them isn't really a moment. It's like a series of moments. And that is... Everything that Cruella says and does in this episode. It's <laughs> a <So> Cruella! <laughs> like, every time she's in a scene and she's, like, stroking her coat. Oh, yeah. Some of the lines you've already shared, but one of my favorites is, if the that old bat still wolfed out, I'd turn her into a coat for my collection. <laughs> And I also love when they approach Belle, and she says, "Are you here to kidnap me again?" And Cruella just so casually says, "Oh, did we do that?" Oh, they all blur together.
1: <laughs> I have a, Cruella is one of my favorite moments, but specifically, it's one thing to taunt Granny and Snow and everybody else. It's another thing to be standing behind the Dark One at full power and goes. She didn't even mention your name and is smiling like a mad woman.
0: She doesn't give a shit. No fucks give given. Shit. She's
1: crazy. I love it. I fucking love it.
0: I think, that, I think that Cruella's happy ending is just being mean to people.
1: So you know how you don't understand revenge? You can't tell me that doesn't bring Cruella happiness. Oh,
0: it definitely does. That
1: is her happy. That, I think you're 100% right. Her happiness is just watching it. Like if she had cast the dark curse and everyone was just suffering, victory. Game's over. That's yeah. her end game. That's all she wants. She just wants, and I think that's what she enjoys. She's just like tormenting everyone. It's yeah. funny as shit. And Rumple, when he she said that to him, they like we saw a still. She is smiling and smirking, and he just looks ugh, killed. Yeah, yeah. Which I think also led to when he <laughs> what saw. What did it.
0: she say about me? It's like a little middle schooler. Did 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 she use that word together? <laughs> My second one is Regina genuinely apologizing to Geppetto, hmm. and um, like she did the right thing, and it led to a reward. A reward. Uh,
1: Rumpel's physical devastation and that entire yeah, scene is unbelievable. <clears throat> and really, the reason it's my favorite moment is because Rumbell is dead. Like that is actually the thing I am the most happy about. Thank God. I am yeah. sorry. I never want to see Bell with Bell with Will. It's interesting. Go ahead, do it. Let's
0: do it. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. I was going to choose Rumpel as a winner for this episode because he clearly executed this plan and I didn't because of that scene.
1: I'm debating still whether or not I want to put him in the winner and loser category.
0: I mean, that's also... I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. Yeah. Most Ridiculous Moment. I have one. I have two. Go ahead. I mean, I could barely say it out loud when I was doing this. synopsis. The synopsis? I <laughs> laughed. I burst out laughing. <laughs> they want to ask... They need two heroes... That are pure of heart so that they can ask a magical tree that, like, has handprints built into it. <laughs> how, to, how to defeat Regina. And also into Wangui. Okay, so it, like, didn't work for Snow and Charming? Did it not occur to them, like, this is the answer. We need to find two heroes and ask this tree how to defeat Regina. Let's do it.
1: Nah. <laughs> nah.
0: Um.
1: Also, the violence in which that tree rejected them. Yeah. Damn,
0: the baby's already evil. I guess. Also, really, there's just supposed to
1: be a random tree in the middle of the forest that can just grant that you me. can just
0: walk to. It's a day's ride from here.
1: Oh, you know what we skipped?
0: I guess it's not because they spent the night. there we were in tents. Spend-
1: we skipped the whole scene about like Maleficent just does not fuck around and has no interest in not pulling the trigger. She gives you like one chance. <laughs> like, what, what were the guards thinking?
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, we did talk about that,
1: but I mean, in the sense of like. They said it's forbidden. By whom? That's the king. That's the queen. Or princess Well, clearly they
0: were in somebody else's realm because their realms are so tiny. Okay. Three (laughs) on five? I know. I know. They could have tied them up. Maleficent could have waved her hand and put them to sleep. No. Like, I just don't understand. That was very extra, Maleficent. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you
1: have to prove a point, but damn. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Was that your...
0: Yeah, you know what
1: that reminded me of? Okay, so Rumple absorbed his yeah. son yeah. into his it body. It was just really hard to like, say. Like saying it was like, or, you know, like, okay, so Peter Pan, who is younger than all of them, is Rumpel's father?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the guards? No? Really? You thought that was going to work? <laughs> Do you not know who Maleficent is?
0: And, well, apparently they do because that's the whole reason they wouldn't let them cross.
1: <laughs> they fucked around and found out. Um, and then, number two, The Charmings. What happened to y'all? Uh,
0: that's a good question.
1: Never seen this before. It's, it is admittedly interesting. I think they're both very good actors, I think mm-hmm. they're doing a good job. But, like, the wild character swing that is happening this season is, like, it's a bit jarring.
0: Yeah. They have
1: never... And, like, the cloak and dagger and the secret meetings and the desperation. And you did something to someone's child? Snow was okay with that? That just shocks me to no end.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good transition into my loser, who is Snow. Should be Snow and Charming, but I feel like Charming is asleep for a lot of the stuff that (laughs) happens. Okay, I'll accept. And that the the conversation with Maleficent is like extra horrible. Oh yeah. Um.
1: Oh yeah. All right. I, I had the Charmings as one of my set of losers, but I think you're right. The the conversation with Maleficent, Snow being that self righteous and just deciding that the kingdom is not as important as making sure my daughter is the hero is disappointing.
0: Yeah. I mean. She also is the one that like lies again after they decided not to lie. Although Charming doesn't do anything, goes, so. or
1: Charming goes with it though.
0: Yeah, so it's I don't know. Sculpable. I guess I guess you're right. It's both of them.
1: Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. I I think it's one thing though. The only reason I I, I kind of changed was that like it felt like I don't know why Charming is doing it. I know that Snow seems to believe that she's better than Maleficent and she's a better person. But like the kids though, like the kids are blank slates. We just found that out. So why do you hate the kid that much? Oh, yeah. um, i put Emma question mark. Okay. Only because it feels like everyone around her is lying to her. Which has got to bother the shit out of her. Yeah. Now, she didn't do anything wrong this episode. I don't think she does anything bad, which is why I put a question mark. Because I, 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 it just feels like her faith is not being rewarded.
0: If yeah, that makes sense. I think that's true.
1: And then Rumple because the final scene.
0: Yeah. I didn't put him, but that is... But I put
1: question mark. So really I'm going to say Snow and then... The other two... Eh. Okay. Uh, Snow and Charming, actually, I would say are the losers of this episode. I have three, four, three and a half winners? I
0: have four winners. Okay. Um, I have Cruella and Ursula.
1: I did not put Ursula.
0: Um, Cruella seems
1: to be having so much more fun than Ursula.
0: That's true. Um, but they, even though it was clearly Rumple that put together this plan, they executed it flawlessly. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Don't you
1: miss her? I just love to be entertained. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So that's. And then I chose Maleficent.
1: Obviously. Not being dead.
0: Not being dead is good and delighting in the torture of Snow and Charming without even having to do anything. It's yeah. pretty amazing.
1: Uh, that's three.
0: Oh, yeah. My last one's Regina.
1: Oh, did not pick her.
0: Um, well, uh, okay. She did the right thing. Yep. I mean she she kinda lost her shit, which not good. Yeah, she went unhinged. Um, but she uh she did the right thing mm-hmm. and she I guess technically doesn't know this yet, but Henry found a page that says author question mark on it. So that that's like a that's a very good lead in this uh process they've been going through. And um I also think that she her willingness to help Snow in this situation, I think is pretty Uh, that's, that's some, like, really strong character growth. You're
1: right. Yeah, actually. The character growth with Snow and the willingness to apologize, not because Mm -hmm. she's forced, not because she has to, but because she generally acknowledges, had someone done that to Henry, she would have lost her shit. No, that's, that's very different than the Regina that we know. That's fair. I didn't put her, I think in retrospect I might, um, but I did not. The, Henry is who I put as my winner. I was almost a stand-in for Regina because... He got the job done. Like, he found it.
0: And he got the correct donuts. Chocolate (laughs) frosted, not chocolate donuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think also, like, he, because we're getting to see Henry and Regina again, he's kind of acting as her conscience. Like, he's the first one to say, like, Mom, like, enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finding the thing is a big deal. And then I put Rumpel question mark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he executed this entire plan.
1: 98% of this episode, he has a win. It's just that last bit is a major loss. Well, and
0: he... The, the, the fact that he knew what Snow and Charming were going to do is really impressive.
1: Does he know their secret?
0: He must. He must know. If he doesn't know, I don't know how he could have planned that. If, if, he, if he doesn't know, Ursula and Ursula and will plan that. He had to know. And, I mean, maybe they told him.
1: They probably told him the secret and he said, yeah. here's what we'll do. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, yeah. So, I mean, really, everything that he did was fantastic. He's, no one knows he's back in town. He's done a good job of, you know, he knew exactly where to go. It's just, boy, that. It feels like there's like two Rumpel's. Rumple who is going after his power and getting a happy ending, is winning. The Rumple who wants Bell back, is dead. Yeah. So it's like he's lost and won, so I kinda of put him in both. That's fair. I, I would give him fourth place, so like he could be, you know he could be in the middle, arguably. I think the ultimate winner is Maleficent though.
0: Yeah, I mean I think okay. that's fair. Mm-hmm.
1: Though Cruella, just by pure joy, is probably the closest. Totally. Like her Having her is making the show hilarious. Like, she's just throwing barbs, and, she's, and she just doesn't care. Like, that's the thing. We haven't had that. We've been like, can we just get a villain? And I don't think Cruella is ever going to be redeemed. I don't think Cruella wants to be redeemed. I don't think Cruella is sorry for what she does. I think she revels in others' misery, and it's going to be fascinating to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I really want to know what the fuck someone charming did. Like, what did they do? Yeah. Um, really interested in what they're going to do with this page. Like, what does that mean? Uh, and what is Hook and Ursula's history?
1: Yep. I also want to know oh, how on earth is Rumpel going to react?
0: Yeah. Because yep. he
1: could go one of two ways. He could be an adult and m- emotionally mature and say, she's moved on. I'm okay with this. Or.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: he might rip Will Scarlet's heart out and control him to dump her.
0: That's true. He might.
1: Or anything in between.
0: Um, I cried once in this episode. Maleficent the rattle? In that fucking rattle. That was
1: one of the better twists. Because <laughs> I thought they had done something more in the traditional fairy tale, like stolen or took a kingdom or, you know, like trapped her. To... Mm-hmm. It didn't even occur to me that the Charmings would have done something involving their baby. Yeah. Like, wow, that's fucked up.
0: It is fucked up. Well, presumably we're going to get to know more about this next time because the next episode is called Enter the Dragon.
1: The title of this episode was Unforgiven, huh? Yeah. Feels very appropriate.
0: I agree. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season 4, episode 15, Enter the Dragon. We'll
1: see you next time.